the platform. Step up and speak out. Good evening and welcome to the platform on a Wednesday. Thank you for making us your station of choice. This is EFM Stereo, my station, your station. This is talk time on a Wednesday evening, hoping that your week has been good so far. Zimbabwe has ambitious plans to become an upper middle income economy by the year 2030. The goal is anchored on key economic levers such as agriculture, mining, tourism, manufacturing, among other things. By the year 2030, we're hoping to reckon about 12 billion US dollars from mining alone. Tonight, we examine the feasibility of this ambitious plan. Is Zimbabwe on track to achieving the 12 billion US dollar mining industry um, by the end of the year, actually? So uh, technically, we have just about 11 months before this is realized. I'm joined in studio tonight by Mr. Edmund Mukaratigua, who is the chair of the Mines and Mining Development Parliamentary Portfolio Committee. Good evening to you, Honorable, and uh, welcome to the FM. Good evening and thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for making time. We're also supposed to be joined by Tafara Chiremba, who is an economic governance officer at the Zimbabwe Environmental Law Association over the phone. Uh, as soon as we get in touch with him, as soon as we're able to reach him, uh, we'll connect him right onto uh, our conversation. As always, feel free to contribute on our WhatsApp studio number 731 168045. That's the WhatsApp number you can contribute throughout the show. We have until uh, 8.30 to discuss everything, uh, so we better get uh, straight into it. Before we begin, Mr. Mkaratigwa, give us a brief overview of the mining sector in Zimbabwe. I know we often refer to Zimbabwe as a mineral-rich country. Uh, We talk of the gold, the chrome, the diamonds, and now recently the lithium. Our profile is glaring. It reminds me of that saying, I think you know it, not all that glitters is gold. So is our mineral profile as prominent as we would like to believe, in your opinion? Thank you very much. Yes, indeed, we have a vibrant uh, mining sector which uh, takes care of the private sector led by large-scale and medium-scale mining operators and uh, in line with the Zimbabwe's open for business principle and uh, leaving no one and no place behind, we have got contributions from the artisanal and small-scale miners. Okay. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. The mining sector at at the moment uh, has been able to live up to expectations Yes, indeed. We have seen new mines being opened. We have seen closed mines being reopened. And a number of existing mines have been uh, 
undergoing expansion okay. programs and uh, we continue in line with the world trend to pursue critical minerals like uh, lithium okay. and we've attended to our mining laws to ensure that where there are gaps they've mm -hmm. been identified and uh, we've tried as much as is possible to align them and it's still an ongoing process and the industry is responding quite well mm -hmm. as witnessed by the results uh, from the end of year 2021 okay. which were over 7 billion mm -hmm. 7 billion US dollars that's a that's a lot of money Mr Mkaratigwa um we're we're inching closer to the 12 billion we're hoping to achieve Mining is a crucial part of Zimbabwe's economy, making up over 60% of annual foreign currency receipts and 13% of GDP, $7 billion at the end of 2021, as you said. Why is this mineral wealth not reflected in communities of big mining companies? The welfare of people is uh, sorry, I'm sorry to say this, um, and what is the value and the purpose of these minerals if it isn't to improve people's livelihoods? Is there poor governance in the mining sector? No, I beg to differ. I don't agree with you at all. There is a good governance. Mm -hmm. There are efforts to ensure that the mining sector leads in turning around the fortunes of this country. Yeah. But perhaps what we are looking at is uh, a past, a legacy of uh, perhaps economic turmoils that yeah. our country has gone through for obvious reasons and the ushering of the new dispensation. You've seen a reversal of that trend mm -hmm. and uh, there's upscaling uh, of mining activities, ramping up of production, trickling in of revenues mm -hmm. that are going to ensure that uh, we look at the livelihood of the communities uh, within the jurisdiction of the mining fraternity and ensure that uh, the contribution impacts the social uh, existence of the general populace. Mm -hmm. And to that end, of course, I know there is uh, expectations regarding plowing back, but mining yeah. is a business. Mm -hmm. It's capital intensive, and we expect the mining house, while they chase profits, to also consider the corporate social responsibility. And as you know, corporate social responsibility uh, is not mandatory. Yeah, It's left to the discretion of the corporates. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, they are trying their best, some of them, I must say. Such to as can you Blanket give me Mine, a... for example. Yeah. Yes. What they, have they done for their community? It's, it's, it's all published. They have uh, a community share ownership uh, scheme mm -hmm. uh, that contributes uh, a fund that is at the disposal of the communities, and they actually pay their levies to the local authorities mm -hmm. and the results uh, levies, are published. Levies are mandatory. They are also part of the operating, uh, the, the license and, and the clearance that uh, such as Emma get, the local authority. So I wouldn't call that plowing back to the community. That's, that's the business making sure it's operational and doesn't get into trouble with relevant authorities. But we're going to get into that and examine what exactly mining companies are doing for their communities as we uh, go through the show. Early this month, over 2,000 miners were evicted from uh, Sandawana Mine 
owned by the government through the Zimbabwe Mining Development Corporation, ZMDC. The Mberengwa mine, known to produce diamonds and other gemstones, has been subject to a lithium rush since November of last year, which has attracted uh, small-scale miners. According to, to miners, Sandawana Mine had promised uh, some of these artisanal miners, uh, in principle, to buy their lithium ore but left them empty-handed without compensation after uh, their forced eviction uh, early this month. Was this process of eviction ethical? And uh, could these artisanal miners have been sucked into the new system of uh, the, the larger corporation that intends to, to extract uh, lithium there? Thank you very much uh, for that pertinent question. Yeah. Uh, you ask whether it's ethical well there's nothing ethical about any eviction because eviction is forced mm-hmm. uh it's, it's different from a situation whereby someone is pulling yeah. but when someone is forced it depends on who is defining ethics there the one who is actually being removed who tend to think that they are being victimized but uh maybe taking a closer look at your question if you look at the uh, roadmap towards attaining the $12 billion target, yeah, like I said, it's premised uh, on opening new mines, expansion of existing mines, mm-hmm. and reopening of closed mines. Mm-hmm. And Sandawana mine, like you rightfully put it, mm. has been an existing mine. It has gone through the refrafts to an extent that uh, it's now being revived mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps to complement that revival mm. there has been discovery of lithium mm. on the same mine that previously was probably uh, reserved for emeralds extraction yeah which is a plus because lithium is a critical mine when we look at uh, cleaner technologies going into into the future and the advent of uh, autonomous and electric vehicles mm-hmm. but what i'm saying is there are property rights that must also be respected mm-hmm. there are private private owners of uh, sandawana and if we are true to ensuring that reopening of closed mines and the expansion of existing ones mm. uh uh, leads to the success in terms of uh, inching towards attaining the 12 billion dollar target mm-hmm. honestly we should be able to support the mining operators responsible yeah or who have got the custodianship or the license mm. to operate on sandawana mine yeah but this is not to say we should ignore uh the small scale miners or those that are aspiring to take part mm. what we should do is we should allow uh, for dialogue mm. between the representatives of the artisanal and small scale miners yeah. and the owners of uh, or successors of sandawana mine yeah. to make sure they forge a way of trying to coexist mm-hmm. because we also benefit a lot from activities of the artisanal and small-scale miners. They feed into uh, what comes out of the mining sector. They feed into our fiscals. They feed into growing our GDP. In your capacity as the chair of the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Mines and Mining Development, and in your knowledge, was there ever dialogue with these artisanal and small-scale miners? Because again, I asked you earlier, is there poor, poor governance in the mining sector? You said no. 
But then suddenly we have small-scale undertismal miners thronging and jostling for a piece of those minerals at Sandawana Mine, which you said was an established uh, mining company once upon a time. It went through the riffrust. These are your own words. It went through the riffrust. And now it is back with a bang. How did artisanal and small-scale miners find their way there when there was a corporation all along? What went wrong? Well, you said it. It's a rush. Mm. You know about gold rushes mm-hmm. that have happened well. What over. happened um, to Sandawana mine before these artisanal miners uh, descended on this mine in November of 2022? What had happened? What had gone wrong for there to be even a loophole for artisanal miners to find their way there? What had happened? Take it as one of the closed mines. It was not operating for mm-hmm. one reason or another, which can be related to uh, marketing uh, aspects of business in terms of the mm-hmm. value of the emerald itself, mm. the mine, uh, the, the mineral that they were extracting, mm. uh, which is also related to capital uh, injection to continue to operate and perhaps the geology mm. uh, in terms of uh, the occurrence and mm-hmm. continued availability of the Are MRL. you saying that the business was no longer profitable, in other words? I'm, I'm not saying that, um, but I'm saying it can be a plethora of reasons that led to the scaling down or perhaps subsequent uh, closure or putting Sandawana mine under care and maintenance mm-hmm. and eventually uh, maybe taking up uh, of new investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not to say that should directly affect anyone involved in a gold, in a lithium rush mm. when there's a new discovery. But what I'm saying to you is world over, mm. any mineral rush is not orderly. Any mineral rush is not something that you look forward to. Mm -hmm. You want to move in uh, and make sure you install order in the shortest possible uh, time. Of course. And you work uh, with, for example, uh, associations Mm -hmm. that govern the artisanal and small-scale miners. Mm -hmm. And ZMF is uh, one of them. And uh, the owners of Sandawana Mine were actually quite uh, open and forthcoming because they managed to actually, according to my understanding, Mm -hmm. uh, parcel out a portion of their mining area Mm -hmm. for uh, artisanal and small-scale miners to actually uh, get involved Mm -hmm. with the small-scale mining on that designated Mm -hmm. portion, which is, is something that is positive which I expect the small-scale miners or those that were involved in the rush to appreciate to positively and appreciate. Mm, indeed. I expected you to say something like that. And I must say seven? also, as the parliament, mm-hmm. our role is oversight. Yeah. So those that moved in, mm. they were the operators that are directly involved and government arms that are involved with the day-to-day running. Mm. And there's a portfolio committee on mines and mining development. Mm -hmm. We are yet uh, to take a look at uh, that issue and uh, see if we can address it. Mm -hmm. Yet to take a look? Yes. When is this likely to be addressed? Right now, uh, mm-hmm. we are just about to resume Parliament. We will have to revisit our work calendar. Is this top of your agenda? And, uh, 
uh, definitely lithium uh, is a trending mineral uh, with a lot of positives that can be derived out of it and I'm hoping there will be a resolution from the portfolio committee to prioritize it as soon as we are back in parliament. Mm. 0731 that's our WhatsApp studio number if you wish to contribute to the discussion tonight. I have with me the chair of the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Mines and Mining Development, uh, Honorable Edmund Mukaratigwa, who is in a studio. We're supposed to be joined by someone from the Zimbabwe Environmental Law Association. Uh, unfortunately, his number is not reachable, but I will intend, I do intend to keep trying. Uh, messages coming in from our listeners. Let me read you some of them and hopefully you can uh, answer at least uh, give your your opinion uh, there's a message here that says um, nothing to show for the community except harassment of locals by law enforcement and the poorest of roads in the whole province where is the government and what is its position uh, thank you for contributing another one here says um most of the companies opening uh, on the pretext are doing so on the pretext that they are black owned. Yet these uh, big wigs are squeezing in without buying shares. Mm-hmm. Your response to any of these? Uh, I would like to appreciate the mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. and uh, talk about Chiazwa. Yeah. As a portfolio committee, we've uh, at some stage, yeah. I mandated a subcommittee uh, that visited Chiazwa, mm-hmm. and uh, I was part of uh, that subcommittee yeah. at one stage. Mm-hmm. And we were seized with some of the issues uh, that uh, are being uh, asked here. Mm-hmm. But uh, my experience when we went there, we were also ex escorted by the operators in that area Mm. for example ZCDC Mm -hmm. and Anjin and uh, they made commitments to perhaps uh, take a closer look at their CSR uh, activities uh, CSR budgets and ensure that uh, they uh, step up their contribution to the communities Mm -hmm. and I am a witness uh, to one of the promises that, that were made at a school mm-hmm. and uh, to date uh, two weeks after we left uh, yeah. Chiazwa mm-hmm. uh, there was a tank mm-hmm. a 5000 litre tank uh, tap water that was installed at the school running water mm-hmm. uh, which is a demonstration of how the corporates are willing to actually engage communities listen to communities and uh, do something about corporate social responsibility mm. like uh, what is often when, said when was this visit you speak of uh, mid uh, 2022 mid 2022 yes okay and we're talking about a 5000 liter tank that costs how much three three hundred dollars at most 250 maybe it doesn't matter maybe even if it costs a dollar we must appreciate mm. yeah one versus to- the millions the billions of dollars that are being realized from the minerals that's large of them i think uh another message here coming in hi martha interesting discussion you're having Nyae uh, community share ownership is very contentious and i see that it may never be addressed especially on this show another one here says uh, thumbs up to the sister who is questioning and doing the mining issues she's a uh, great wise knowledgeable leader who feels for the poor 
Hmm. Okay. Uh, keep your messages coming in. 0731168045. A 5,000 litre... <laughs> is, that, is that all they did? No, I was giving an example of mm. a dialogue, community engagement that I witnessed. Yeah. And the Were you satisfied? It's a starting point. Given the complaints that we were seized with uh. when we arrived and what happened within two weeks after we left, yeah. I thought that was a bold step. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening now, mm. but I'm sure they were working on 2023 budgets and yeah. the current budgets. Yeah. We should be able to see more. These are corporates. They yeah. work on budgets. Mm. They do planning. They've got other issues, even expansion of the mine, sustainability of mm-hmm. the mine is also an issue. Yeah. So they've got a lot of other issues that they expansion are Expansion is a lot of and money. We're talking of millions of dollars of, of, of capitalizing the business uh, compared to the $300 that you say was, uh, was an olive branch extended to the community. Um, I don't know if, if that's good enough. But I want us to to get back to our lithium discussion that we were having early on. There are two some two hundred twenty thousand tons of reserves that have been identified so far in Zimbabwe. Um, Zimbabwe has the largest lithium reserves in Africa, according to data from the World uh, Integrated Trade Solutions. Zimbabwe is also one of the largest exporters of uh, nickel ore, with South Africa and Mozambique as the main importers of the ore. Do you not get the sense? To a certain extent, I know that we're, we're touching on on the diamond rush in Chiadzwa. Uh, we're talking about the gold. We're talking about artisanal and small scale miners in their current form. We're talking about these large companies expanding their mines. We're talking of millions, if not billions, of dollars. Do you get the sense, even the slightest sense, that mineral resources are sometimes a source of conflict, inequality, and corruption in our continent? Yes, mineral resources mm. world over are a source of conflict. Yeah. But uh, I must say, Zimbabwe must be applauded for having managed the uh, mineral resources extraction in a manner that uh, mm-hmm. have not seen any serious conflicts. Yeah. The environment continues to be peaceful, mm. conducive for any mining operators. This is why we still have big houses. Uh, like your Anglo mm-hmm. uh, Zimplants, Mimosa, you name it, still operating mm-hmm. uh, within the country. Yeah. So doing serious So peacefully uh, operating activity. in the country. Um, is there equity? Is there equity in our communities? I want us to, to, to circle on this aspect of the human being, the communities within which these mining companies operate in. These companies make large sums of money, as you may know. But do we, do we have these communities, are their welfare and livelihoods improved as a result of the resources that they have in their communities? Is there equity? I, I get your question, I hear you, but mm. uh, I said you must look at mining as a business first. We're looking at it then as a when business. It, w- w- it's w- it's when, already known. It's a known fact. There's no need for equity. us to, to, to circle let, let back me, and let talk me about... Answer you. Let me answer you. When, when you talk about equity, mm. uh, I think we, we spoke about community share ownership uh, 
uh, initiatives or trusts earlier on, which we're going These to were look meant back to at give again. Equity to the communities. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them were not successful. Some, I would say, uh, had positive results for a while. Yeah, but they were also all part of the indigenous uh, policy. Yeah, that. Uh, uh, we were focusing on yeah. at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it. That policy has since been re repealed, and that area is under review uh, through the Minister of Industry and Commerce. And we hope a new model, a new mechanism, mm -hmm. will actually uh, come out of the efforts that are being pursued that under the Minister of Industry and Commerce, mm -hmm. and hopefully communities who uh, enjoy a model that will see them uh, having some equity participation mm -hmm. of some sort. But, uh, however, we should also recognize the fact that uh, mining is not only about equity. When private players are allowed to invest, mm -hmm. they are allowed to do about their business, they make their profits. Mm. And if our laws uh, compel them to mm -hmm. ensure that uh, they are properly taxed, the tax that they pay uh, should actually be able to uh, to be channeled towards community empowerment programs that will look after your roads and other issues that you are talking about. It's not only uh, corporate social responsibility. We should we should tackle these issues. There mm -hmm. are so many ways. This is why I mentioned about the levies earlier on. As long as the mining operators are responsible, mm -hmm. they are producing revenue mm -hmm. they are paying their taxes mm -hmm. and with good governance like you say yeah. we should be able to see some traction going towards mm -hmm. uh these uh, communities around the mining areas right and we do it uh brick by brick it's not an overnight wonder i must say but there are a lot of witnessing is that I asked you one question at the beginning of the program, and this question is going to anchor us until 8.30. I asked us if there is corruption. I asked, us, uh, asked you if there's good governance in the mining sector. You said yes. And now you're falling back into that trap that I said for you earlier by saying that if we have, if we're taxing these companies, if we, there are levies for these companies, and if there's good governance, which you said we already have, then these communities would be benefiting. So so how do you say, how do you sit there and say that there is good governance in the mining sector? And then 20 minutes later, you say, no, but if we have good governance and we have these taxes, then the money will equals. Do, do you see what I'm talking about here? But I said we have good governance in do the we? first place. Right now, you asked me about equity and I'm addressing the question that so you're is saying. There equity? I'm, I'm saying to you, it's not all about equity for the communities alone. Mm. It's a whole lot. It's a package. Okay. This is why I was talking about these other issues. Trying to answer to address your question on equity. I understand. Yes. 0731168045. Join us. I, I really want to, to hear what the listeners have to say. I can see you're smiling, so that's good. Uh, at least we'll, we'll do a handshake at the end of this because <laughs> it might get a little heated in studio. Uh, a message here from one of our listeners. It reads, evening. Good evening. As a country, we have two problems to be solved. The first one is sanctions. The second is currency. But mining companies have destroyed our roads. Instead of using NRZ to transport their minerals, they are using big lorries 
highways um, and all the major roads are potholed because of these companies. This is a message from uh, Maduna. Thank you so much for contributing. Um, Another one here says, uh, may I ask the chair of the parliament committee that do they know about the state of the road along Mulawayongkai Road and other secondary roads that lead to rich gold mines around Wubi district? What development has been done since independence from the gold that is being mined in the area? This is a message from Mr. Ngube Inyati area. Thank you for contributing. Uh, Good evening to you as well. Um, another one here says, uh, how often do we have such shows? Good evening, Martha. I'm enjoying the program. Thank you for listening. Another one here says, um, this gentleman is not answering your questions. We can't applaud nonsense. Um, <laughs> Hi, Martha. If I may ask, why are the general masses not benefiting if we are, if we're not, if we're importing such Uh, If we're exporting such amounts of uh, minerals, I think I have to read that again. Hi, Martha. If I may ask, why are the general masses, vene in uh, quotes, not benefiting if we are exporting such amounts of minerals? This one is from Anonymous. But thank you. 0731168045. That is the WhatsApp studio number. Keep your messages coming. Another one here says, uh, good evening. It's apparent... It's apparently clear that the communities that most mining companies operate in are not benefiting anything from these companies at all. It's extremely painful. Uh, this is uh, Arnold Madaniri. Thank you for contributing. More messages. Uh, more, more messages coming in. But I want us to circle back to our conversation, Mr. Mukaratigua. Uh, but I will continue to read uh, these messages from our listeners as the conversation unfolds. There's a message here I also want to read, but I'm, I'm going to come back to it. I need to ask you a question. Are you, are you a married man, Mr. Mkaratigwa? Yes, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Can I see your fingers? You want to see my I want finger. to see your fingers, if you have any rings on your fingers. Okay, no rings on your fingers. Tell me this. Can the average Zimbabwean man afford to buy a nine-carat ring? And I googled this before I came to the studio. The most affordable nine-carat ring you can get, whether it's for your wed- as a wedding band or an engagement ring, will cost you about 550 US dollars, sourced and produced locally to wed the woman of your dreams, right? Can the average Zimbabwean men afford to buy a ring, nine-carat ring, for $550 produced, sourced locally? Yes, it's possible. It's possible? Yes, of course, you have to plan. Mm. You have to program. You must have a budget. You must have a, te- a, a time frame. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you save towards it. You save towards $550. I'm asking you this because the sense of ownership in our minerals, particularly gold, has been lost in translation. I'm also worried that it's been lost in greed that mineral communities and the general public have felt disenfranchised from their resources, that we have been taught since primary and high school that Zimbabwe is mineral rich. We have uh, the, the great lands and you can, you can cultivate or farm just about anything on our soils. We've been taught 
and brought up and socialized to be proud of our resources, to be proud of our heritage, of our Zimbabweness. And yet, when I ask you something like, I cannot even afford a $550.9 carat ring to buy for myself, uh, let alone a man to buy it for me. There's a sense of we've been disenfranchised. Why is that? Disenfranchised by who? I ask you this because minerals, particularly gold, as I said earlier, there's a sense of greed, capitalistic behavior, uh, that it's the money, it's the profit. The mining companies have to benefit. The mining companies have to get their profits, as you've been saying over and over throughout uh, this program. But is, is that the way it's supposed to be? When we're talking about this nationalistic idea that we're supposed to be proud of our resources, of our land, of where we come from and what it has to offer? I think How do are, we fix that? I think you are missing my point. What I'm trying to say is you have to look at the fundamentals. and uh, I got your point. Loud and clear. We've got I understood our national you, strategies. But this is a question that is separate from your point. I'd like for you to answer that. But we'll circle back to your point. Uh-huh. You are trying to put me to to, to my defense, of which uh, I'm not. Perhaps <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> this is a conversation. What you are doing is you you are missing my point. I I, when you I didn't look at, miss your point. When you look at business, I get your point. A number of stakeholders. I get we have the government. We've got the private sector. We have the artisanal and small scale miners, the communities, and all other stakeholders. And there is this mining space. It's there for everyone. But the government coffers who enjoy taxes. That's what I was trying to say. And there are systems, there are strategies that have been put in place by government which are scoring gains. But it's not an overnight wonder, like I said. We build stone by stone, brick by brick. And slowly, we're actually getting there. There's a period whereby we didn't have systems. I'm not trying to speak to that. I'm trying to speak to the positives. In terms of, uh, there was a question. Mr. Uh, Mkaratigo, it doesn't work that way, though. When you agree to come to a radio show, you know exactly what you're going to be asked. Some of the questions tend to get uncomfortable. But I'm as very the comfortable chair, with your questions. As the chair of the parliamentary portfolio, this is the, you are the, do you understand how, how huge your position is? I can't even imagine. Tell me about it. I know. <laughs> you, you have a big office. You're filling very big shoes. But when you come to programs such as these, we're not doing PR. Right, We have to unpack even the most uncomfortable of questions and conversations because that, that, that is our mandate as a radio station to the population, to our listeners. It isn't just we come here and we talk about all that glitters is gold and how wonderful it is and we go home. It doesn't quite work that way. There are gains, yes, we acknowledge those, which we will before the end of the program. But then there are also issues that need to be addressed that we must talk about. We can't sweep these under the rug simply because you feel that I'm trying to pin you. Maybe I am. I'm a journalist. I'm trying to do that. But at the same time, you're in that position because they thought that you would have what it takes to answer difficult questions when the time comes. So far, I haven't seen any difficult question. But and I I'm asked you a question which you still you, haven't answered. Make sure we are 
within your frame, right? No, uh, I have I, I, to ask I'm within questions. your frame and you are within my frame. You know why? <laughs> you know, at the same wavelength as we, as we so meet speak me halfway. to the issues. Yes. Can you answer this question? We'll read some messages. We'll go to the positives. But then we'll have to address the negatives once more. Which question do you want answered? You want me to, to, to yes, repeat myself? Yes. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. Join the conversation. I see you're smiling. You're you're enjoying this, and and so am I. So many messages coming in from our listeners. Um, I want to read some of them. It says uh, this one says, "Hi Martha, mining and politics should not mix." <laughs> and you tell like I wonder. This is a message from Anonymous. Uh, okay. Uh, Martha, you're playing mind chess, dear. Great work. Put these guys to the sword. Uh, message from uh, Clarence in Waterfalls. I think he should change his name to Mr. Yes Man. He'll say yes to everything. Oh, okay. Uh, more messages coming in. Um, which road did they use to go to Chiadzwa and how was it? Which road did you use to go to Chiadzwa and how was it? Mm, how was it? <laughs> the Arari Mtari road how was, was it? Was fine. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, another message here says uh, Truth is, this person is confused. Who's got answers that are straight? But um <laughs> so many messages coming in from our listeners thank you for contributing uh i think uh this one says i think for us to fully benefit from minerals we must adopt the botswana diamond model that is government must have a stake in major minerals rather than relying on just taxes thank you so much for contributing i feel like we need to take a short break um hopefully when we come back, you'll be able to answer some of these questions I've been on asking you. Uh, if not, I'll have to book, book you for uh, another date. And then we'll do this all over again. Uh, by then, we would have achieved the $12 billion mining industry. So we'll be sure to have wine in studio to also celebrate that because I see you on the positive uh, tip. We're going to take a short break with the sounds of Kanye West. This one's titled uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. Uh, it's featuring Jay-Z. Listen to this one. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. Diamonds are forever. They are all I need to please me. They can stimulate and tease me. They
when I know where the blood diamonds. Though it's thousands of miles away, Sierra Leone connect to what we go through today. Over here, it's the drug trade. We die from drugs. Over there, they die from what we buy from drugs. The diamonds, the chains, the braces, the charms is. I thought my Jesus peace was so harmless. Till I seen a picture of a shorty armless. And here's the conflict. It's in a black person's soul to rock that gold. Spend your whole life trying to get that ice. On a polar rugby, it looks so nice. Acting something so wrong, make me feel so right. Right? Before I beat myself up like Ike. You can still throw your rocket for the diamond tonight. Because throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. The rock is still alive every time I rhyme. Chain back. Uh, That'll be the same day I get the game back. Uh, you know the next question, dog. Uh, yo, where Dame at? Let's uh, track the Indian dance to bring our rain back. Uh, What's up with you and Jay, man? Are y'all okay, man? Yep, I got it from here, yeah, damn. The chain remains, the gang is intact. Uh -huh. The name is mine, I'll take blame for that. The pressure's on, but guess who ain't gonna crack? <laughs> Pardon me, I had to laugh at that. How could you alter when you're the rock with your balls? I had to get off the boat so I could walk on water. This ain't no tall order, this is nothing to me. Difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week. I just miss in my sleep. I sell kilos of coke, so I'm guessing I can sell CDs. I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Let me handle my business, damn. Kanye's, you got me. Freeway to Foxy, YG's the air, Marie. PD, watch me. Bleak and One hit away his whole career As long as I'm alive, he's a millionaire I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman Let me handle my business, damn Kanye's, you got me, Freeway and Foxy YG's the air, Marie, PD, watch me Bleak and be one hit away his whole career As long as I'm alive, he's a millionaire And even if a guy's in my will somewhere So he could just kick back and chill somewhere Oh yeah, he don't even have to write rhymes A dynasty like my money lasts three lifetimes Titanic sinking. Instead, we rose from the ash like a phoenix. If you're waiting for the end, a dynasty sign that would seem like forever is a mighty long time. the platform on a Wednesday. I'm Martha Mamombe and tonight I'm joined by the 
Chair of the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Mines and Mining Development, Honourable Edmund Mukarati. Well, good evening to you, sir, and thank you for being patient and graceful throughout the programme. I want to start off by reading messages because they are coming in thick and fast. And I'm afraid that once we get to discussing, uh, we might not be able to address some of these. Uh, first one here says, uh, nice programme, Martha. Unfortunately, your guest is not answering the questions in the spirit they are being asked. He is just dodging the bullets and praise singing for his supper. This is a message from Anonymous. Another one here says, Martha is all okay in there. He's sounding very scared to answer. Why do they act this way when put in a corner? Sir, please answer without getting emotional. Uh, Okay. Uh, There's a voice note here. I think I can play it. Let me see. Let's let's listen to the voice note. Good evening, mother. How are you? This guy Bottom line is, we have diamonds, or we had diamonds in Marango. But what did the diamonds benefit the Marangi people? The first question. The second question is, the beneficiation of the diamonds. We, 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 we're taking the diamonds to Kimberley, guys, for them to process them. Yet, we are supposed to do that so that we the diamonds should be cheaper in Zim. But at the end of the day, when they go out, they come back expensive. So that we, we, we can't even afford to buy diamonds. Thank you for that. Another message here says, Martha, most people can't even buy diamonds or gold rings. I can't afford a real one. Uh, thank you for your honesty. Another one here says, uh, Donald Muzondo in Vinona, he says, it is apparent from the studio discussion that the upper to middle class economy by 2030 rhetoric being peddled is nothing more than a fallacy. Pie in the sky, cheap politicking. The gentleman in studio does not seem to understand the portfolio he is chairing. Laughable indeed. Uh, Thank you, Donald, for your contribution. Another message here says, it is true, Martha, growing up, they told us that our forefathers fought for these natural resources so that we benefit. Look at us now. I am embarrassed of boasting about being Zimbabwean, about our gold and minerals. I don't feel like I'm a part of anything. Um, More messages. This one says, uh, shame, we have people like him in politics and in such positions. Um, hmm. More messages. Uh, his master's only defending issue, yeah, community share ownership trust. What is a tank? Sure, sure, name Martha. Marids no fanira kuenda ku community. Uh, corruption is still there. Mining companies make a lot. Takuzuonao, pataiti. Okay. Thank you for your message. I'm not going to uh, read the rest of it. And don't go to gagaga mu discussion. Martha, you are interviewing a generic politician. He doesn't care about the development in these mining areas. He only cares about his money. Ask him how much he makes. Okay. Uh, another one here says, uh, good questioning, Martha. Well done. You are a cut above the rest. Oh, thank you so much. How much do you make, Mr. Mukaratigwa? How much do you make? How much do I make from where? I, I don't know. I'm, from I'm, from I'm, your work? From my work? Mm. Uh, well, my salary. <laughs> 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 I 
Aita urike. Well. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. But what I'm saying is, mm. um, I'm not a miner. I'm mm -hmm. not into mining. Yeah. So, if someone thinks I'm making a lot of money from mining i'm not into mining okay yes of course i i run a private business yeah and of I, course. I i i make enough to feed my family wow that's yeah, nice I'm, I'm actually grateful yeah. i i make more than enough wow. from from my engineering business wow yes interesting uh another message here says martha remember your guest has to be politically correct just listen to the things he's not saying if you know you know uh this is a message from uh uh, thank you so much for contributing uh, more messages coming in coming in coming in coming in uh, another one here says Martha hi ask honorable if he's happy with the road to his own home area it's botere kwa shurugui to cha 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 kushika kwa jk with all the mining in the area he should be honest with the country it helps our nation uh, this is a message from uh, Josh in uh, shurugui uh, another one here says um Martha, you're more than a journalist, but you're a leader of the poor. Oh, thank you. If politics is separated from mining, then the politician must not exist. True politicians who are called to lead the people, uh, they distribute equal to the God-given uh, resources. But corrupt politicians just get the bag in their pockets, money in their pockets, and will make fear uh, as their shield to avoid scrutiny. Interesting. Thank you so much for contributing. I hope I can read all of the messages, but it looks like we've already run out of time. This is the end of our program. Can I ask you to come again next week so we can continue? That's fine. I'll come along. Are you okay with that? Yes, I am. All right. So um, it's 8.31. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but... Uh, Mr. Mkaratigwa has agreed to come again next week. So I will make sure that I uh, plow back these messages <laughs> to the community. Uh, and then I'll make sure that we store them and keep them for next week. We'll start by reading these ones next week. And uh, because I have so many questions that I did not even get through because of time. Um, but we'll, we'll do this again next Wednesday, same time, same place. I am your host, Martha Mamombe Mkaratigwa. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Good night. The platform. Step up and speak out. You're plugged in to ZFM Stereo. The hits live here. I can't help you love it's the music we play all day Station for all the hits. Z FM Stereo. Z.